On this week's episode of Android App Addicts, number 588, Dor and Josh discuss polishing turds, and Ivor creates a ruckus in the chat room with our other esteemed guests. Hey everybody, welcome to Android App Addicts. This is episode 588 of the Android App Addicts podcast on Podmas.com. This episode is brought to you by Tom, aka TL Big Nerd, which I can say uh, you might have the best Gmail address I've ever seen in my life. Um, Active Patreon since November 2017. So I, I will say thank you again for all the support, Tom, throughout the years. Uh, people like you encourage me to keep moving forward, keep uh, pushing out content keep trying to do my best and speaking of doing my best i am joined this evening by josh how's everything going my my man uh it's going well door yeah i just uh started a fire for the first time the other day in the wood stove starting to get a bit of frost some nights so all downhill from here for nine months canadian winter yeah, it, it seems like when i'm getting older it seems like the temperature is changing quicker and then it refuses to go back oh yeah that's a just everything starts to lock up a little bit more in the body, elbows, back, knees. Yeah. Uh, teleworking made that much less of an issue, but now at least a couple of days a week, I got to go out, start the car early, you know, fun times. I went on a e-bike ride with my neighbors first time he had gotten on one. And so we went for quite a haul and went to a pub for lunch in my town <laughs> and then rode back, but we rode probably... 200 yards no more three or 400 yards on uh the train tracks the abandoned train tracks and it just beat the living crap out of me and we also dropped a tool bag for one of the bikes and didn't realize it till we got home so then the next day i decided i was going to follow that same route but try to go faster and i'm still sore man my it just destroyed my lower back so that's when you know you're getting old yeah. And yeah, uh, train tracks, not fun. Um, even if you're just walking, it's not fun. Um, but on a bike, I can only imagine if you don't hit that perfect speed, all you spend your whole time, like a, like a long haul truck driver, just bouncing all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. How are you doing, man? I'm getting by. Um, I did, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, so I'm going to mention it again. And by last time, I can't believe it's already been a month. I thought, I thought literally it was only like two weeks since, since we did a show. Yeah. You and Ivor did one. I thought that was only a couple weeks ago. Well, when I went into the uh, uh, date thing, it said, um, here's, all the, here's all the free apps for nine twenty nine. I was like, oh, crap. That's literally almost a month ago. Okay. Um, one thing that I don't know, um, you guys know it changed. Um, I basically uninstalled Android Auto, reinstalled it, um, and rebooted my phone. In hindsight, I want to say it was like over two, three months since I rebooted my phone. Android phones are like Windows computers. Once in a while, you got to reboot. Yeah, um, absolutely. So because I got to the point to where I said to the wife, look, I think I need new Android cables. I need new cables in the car because I'm plugging up my phone and I'm literally getting the message on my phone saying the quality is not uh, the um, cable quality is not like sufficient. So I would literally plug it up, turn the phone upside down, plug it up, flip the phone. turn, And, and I did that literally like half my trip for like a week trying to get the phone working, trying to get the phone working, o OCDing completely about it. 
Um, she gives me the new cable. I plug it up. Same problem. Like, this is no, no, no. So I literally first clear the cache, clear the storage. Uh, then I uninstall the app. And I say, screw it. Let me just reboot the phone too. I plug the phone up. Two seconds later, the screen's up with Android Auto up and running. Oh, nice. So it's <laughs> like, uh, so she asked me like literally like five days after that. So do you need a new phone? Oh, man. I'm going to make this one work <laughs> for as long as I possibly can. Just for um, you, that, honey. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's going to justify my next purchase because uh, I feel like my next purchase is going to be a four to seven hundred dollar phone. What are you looking at? Um, really, I'm not looking at anything directly. Um, I literally might pull the absolute hypocritical move and buy a foldable Samsung. Phone. <laughs> nice. Only just so I can have the experience under my belt of saying I've messed with a foldable phone. You know, for a length of time. Um, I will say just the other day, um, one of the, I think it is show me models of phones just became a global phone. Might've been that one. Um, so there is now officially worldwide two, uh, brands, not counting Motorola because nobody counts Motorola, um, type of folding phones. Um, so I'm just going to hold off as long as I possibly can. And it might be literally, it might be another one plus just because, Nine out of ten times my experience with OnePlus devices are they are superior in nearly every way, especially um, health and robustness of the operating system. Well, can you can you write a phone off just using this podcast? Not to get uh, into your finances or anything, but... Technically, I don't even need the podcast. I can just write it off for work. Cool. Write me one, too. Okay, sure. Because um, what I do is I give them my phone number. Um, they call me one time and then I go into their systems that they don't know I have, I have access to. And then I change it to my home phone number. Wait. Just so the next time they call me, I don't answer. Um, yeah, as far as the cords go or the, the wires, the thing I've run into that the most is with Raspberry Pis. It seems like every Pi I have connected to a monitor, it just, it just feeds down like insufficient yeah. power source or whatever it is. Right. The lightning bolt yeah. online flashes <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you um, can do it. A- just keep going. Right. Uh, there was another Android-related thing that I know I wanted to mention um, that I meant to mention for a while, and now I cannot remember what it was, except for I also um, nuked my, because I was thinking one of my slowdown issues might have been my launcher. I was using the um, um, very text-heavy driven launcher. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, like AWE launcher. And I just went to a more flat, plain launcher, thinking that would help, hoping that would help. Um also, the wife asked me if I needed new earbuds. I also told her, again, I'm fine right now, primarily because I don't listen to music. Literally, it's just spoken word things, so I really don't need quality headphones or earbuds. Uh, my oldest son, on the other hand, uh, listens to a lot of music. He asked for um, some moderately priced um, earbuds for Christmas, and my wife being my wife, she just you know, didn't even flinch. She just bought them for him and told him, uh, they're, for your, they're for your Christmas gift. They're Raycon earbuds the kind that you see you know youtube people being sponsored by yeah and you know if you and if they can afford to pay a youtube sponsorship they're obviously paying charging too much for their product because you know they can afford that um i do have a little bit of android based news that i will say i find extremely interesting uh put the link in the live chat and again if you guys want to hang out for the live chat super easy follow us on twitter follow us on facebook follow us on youtube um Join Discord. Send, join Discord, and I forgot to send an email to Christian. Damn. Oh, because I told him I'd try to send him emails when I go live. Um, this I found interesting for a couple reasons, Josh. Um, Risk V 
celebrates upstreaming of Android open source project on a RISC-V port. Um, ba ba basically, AOSP is officially supporting a RISC-V-based processor board. Um, to the layman's, all you got to know is this isn't Intel, this isn't AMD, this isn't Qualcomm, this isn't a Samsung Exynos chip, this is none of those things. This is a completely different breed called RISC-V. The difference between RISC-V and every other board that's ever existed is everything in the heart of the board is completely open for anyone to copy, emulate, modify on their own. Um, it is a more simple-based type of a processor, but Android open source supporting this means there actually could come a time where we who choose can buy an open board and run an open version of Android with no binary blobs on it that we don't know what it's doing. Uh, to have a true uh, ecosystem board environment that we can truly call our own where we don't have to worry about uh, the normal and air quote Android exploits, nor do we have to worry about um, big brother uh, manufacturers um, keeping our stuff up, up to date. So just to summarize, firstly, the AOSP that you mentioned is the Android Open Source Project, um, and they're—I mean, they're—are they the ones that that uh, maintain the kernel, basically, like maintain the operating system of Android? Um, kind of. It's kind of like um the similarities. Sorry, kind of like the similarities between Chrome and Chromium. Um, they're not that far off. Uh, but one has a lot of proprietary stuff in it that um google uses to uh do their bidding if you will okay so the a aosp would be chromium and then mm -hmm. android would be chrome okay yeah. so it's what it's the base the base layer <laughs> the the minimal viable product um, right and, um, and then so they're going to be supporting risk v and so that means that the risk v processor will be or can be put into phones and it'll be supported Right. What I'll say is um, Android is based off of AOSP, the Android you and me know on our phones and our tablets. Uh, the Amazon uh, Fire tablets and Fire TV stuff is all based off AOSP as well. Uh, also, um, all of the Oculus Quest, Oculus Quest 2, Oculus Quest Pro are all Android operating systems. Um, I'm sure there's more of them out there that I can't think of right now, but that's the, what AOSP is. It, it is the core thing that other people can base their own things off of. Um, so yeah, what risk V now hypothetically is what I'll say is we could see Android put onto a risk V thing, but likelihood of it being on a phone, um, is nowhere close to a timeline, maybe eight to 10 years. But for now, where I could see it being is on the lowest level, uh, smart appliance, if you will, um, either a washing machine, dishwasher, refrigerator, 3d printer something like that where it's just the base android operating system with a couple clicks you can click around to to do to do things and not much really more than that yeah so embedded products mostly iot devices yeah i would definitely think so and and, and there are some pluses and minuses to saying that um pluses is it should be much easier to code for where you have a much larger audience of code to look at, to copy from, to emulate, to piggyback off of. Uh, the bad is, hopefully, um, it also means that it might be susceptible to a lot of uh, like low-grade um, Android-type exploits. Well, that's, I know that you're 
or you seem to be a pretty big proponent of risk V or risk five or however you said that you're supposed to say it. I know. I always get it wrong. Um, I believe it's risk V. Um, it, it, well, here's the reason, here's the real reason I like it. Um, it started out, I want to say in the eighties, where a college professor said, look, I'm teaching a class on how computers work. I cannot explain to these new students how these processors work. They're too complicated. So let me design my own processor up out of thin air. And for like the first 15 years, it was literally just a teaching tool where other teachers saw it and said, oh, well, yeah, well, don't forget this. Don't forget the OR gate. Don't forget this gate. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. And then they kept just building upon it to where like five or six years ago or so, someone said, look, this thing is so verbose. Why don't we try to actually make one and see if it works? And they made one and it worked. And then it worked so well. Um, um, e efficiency of power versus output is what I'm going to say is how it works so well that they said, well, why don't we take this further? Why don't we take this further? Now there's more than a couple companies that take the risk V architecture and they put like co-processors that are closed sourced next to it to do the heavy lifting of math and stuff. And we're going to see more and more and more of these products coming out, especially with this in air quote chip shortage. Uh, that actually isn't happening, but I digress. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty amazing story. You just come up with a proof of concept for a class and then design something better than, or, I mean, better quote unquote, um, than what is being commercially produced. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to say Bitcoin for Ivor, who's in the chat now. Ah. And, uh, Red's in there. And if anybody wants to say hello, my dad's in there as well. Hey, hey. Um, yeah, another like news related thing I want to talk about. And the real reason I want to talk about it is because this is one of those things that Ivor has kind of been asking for for months, if not, you know, um, it, it, it seems like it's been months. Uh, and that is, uh, Firefox is finally going to let users install in air quote any add on or extension onto your mobile Firefox browser. I will say there is just a little bit of a caveat. And that caveat is, on your base operating system, you have to create what's called a collection of your extensions. So hypothetically, I want uBlock Origin, AdBlock Plus, LastPass, Sponsor Block, and GitPocket. I would have to make a collection of those on my desktop computer when I'm signed into the Firefox ecosystem. Then I go to my mobile device, I have to log in again to the Firefox ecosystem, and then I can download and install my collection of add-ons. Um, I'll say right now, I'll take it any way I can get it um, because I need these extensions on mobile devices. Um, you know, so many of these websites, I just click on a link and then I'm sitting there for like three minutes swimming my way through ads trying to find the content. I know you get spoiled by the pie hole as well, I find. Uh, and then using, I've been, I was using Brave for a long time. And so they've got a pretty robust filter for, for ads also. But I've switched. Just over the last couple of days to Firefox on my phone and on my laptop, uh, I just, to try something new, I felt Brave was, was getting slow, and I'm sure that's because of all the crap in there for, for me, but um, yeah, so give Firefox with some side tabs a try. Yeah, that, and I will say um, Firefox has, but now it's also called Firefox View, where if you're logged into multiple devices, you can much in, in a much more simpler fashion, see tabs open on another computer and say, I want to open them here yeah. kind of thing. Um, I will say on mobile, I still use um, Smart Cookie web browser and 
another web browser, I can't remember, that do insane levels of blocking. The bad thing is once in a while I access a site and the browser just crashes because it's being too um, forceful when blocking ads. Uh, the uh, There's one that I'm on a wait list for, which is called the Arc Browser. And it's apparently com- com- uh, completely rebuilding. Like they set out to to add some features to a browser and then they realized how broken the browser was and decided to just build one from scratch. Yeah, I want to say I saw one of them less than two weeks ago where they were building a browser from scratch and I can't remember which one it was. That's what I'm going to say. I don't remember the details. I heard a podcast where they were talking about it. Um, the Syntax FM podcast. And gotcha. And thank you for reminding me. That was the other thing I wanted to mention. There was two, okay, there's already one official Google podcast that's been out there for a little while. It's called Search Off the Record. They're literally talking about the ecosystem of people who define what search is, how search works, what's the algorithm, what's SEO, um, insinuating, you know, none of that crap actually works. It's all gimmick. Um but another brand new podcast from Google is literally called Made by Google. Um, with all of this stuff happening here in the last couple of weeks, the new Pixel devices, the new um, Nest Home devices, the new Pixel Watch. Uh, I do believe they also just updated their router hardware as well. Um, it looks like Google wants to be taken seriously as a hardware manufacturer. And if you want to know lots of the ins and outs or the people that are working to make the hardware possible. It's literally just called made by Google. Um, to me, one of the best things about it is because it's an officially sponsored podcast by an official company that's making bank, you're not inundated with ads. I'm just saying it's kind of ironic that the company who makes its money off of ads has a podcast with no ads. Yeah. They know how terrible ads are that and i'm sure they wouldn't do it right and they would like clip into people's voices and stuff i'm um, i'm finding there's a lot more a lot more ads in podcasts there's i think um acast is one of them but several uh hosts hosts now have ad injection like they were working on mm-hmm. trying to figure that out for a long time and now it just seems like a lot of podcasts are jumping on board for that so you get three ads at the beginning three ads in the middle and then another three ads and usually the same ads at the end of it and i've i've stopped listening to some podcasts just because it's so difficult to bear oh yeah i've literally dropped i want to say 10 podcasts in the last two months because i just got to a point i'm tired of skipping i'm tired of fast forwarding um did you hear about the spotify controversy though which one um this is just how scummy of a company spotify is um they decided that they're making so much money off of ads, selling ads. Well, how can we increase our money on ads? I know. Let's put out these games or like pay these games to basically play three seconds of a podcast. And we're going to call it a complete pay for podcast and jacking up listener numbers to like the nth degree. Yeah, I think it's um, 15 seconds. I think a 15 seconds is a, is considered a, an entire listen. Yeah. And I'll just put it like this. Um, Whenever there's money involved, you know what I mean? Whether it's ads, whether it's professional sports, you know, whenever money is involved, a, a police, when, when you're a policeman pulling over people, confiscating contraband and money, the temptation is always there. Well, 
if I just do this one little thing, just this one little bit, they won't notice at all. Um, so it isn't like I don't want to say I don't blame Spotify, but this is why I don't trust other companies to have my platform on it without my express written consent. I've literally emailed now in the last like two years, a dozen different podcasting things saying, take my stuff off of your network. It is not, no, it is not welcome on your network because quite literally, because you have places like Spotify, they don't even ask you. They just host your stuff. They insert ads into your stuff. They make money off your stuff. And I'm just sitting here like looking at the cat, looking at me, looking at the cat, you know? Well, yeah. And that's, that's one of the, the new tags for the podcasting 2.0 is the locked tag. And you can actually set it to, you can set it to yes. And, and the, the hosts are supposed to bypass it and not host it. And then you can also, I believe it's an array. You can have an array of exceptions or an array of blocks. So you can actually have Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, whatever. And then it'll, uh, it'll, it's a, if they, if they follow the standard and, and go by uh, the actual tag, then it should stop all of them from hosting your, your content. Gotcha. But, gotcha I mean, gotcha. are they I'll... going to, you know, they could get these dodgy ones like a cast not to call them out, but are they really going to adhere to that? Do they care? Oh, does anybody, I mean, it's just like the, um, um, uh, robots TXT. Does any company actually adhere to the robots.txt file web servers have on their route saying what is scannable, what is searchable and what is not. I mean, I've never seen a company pay attention to that. Yeah, probably not. So it's like, um, it, yeah, I would say things like the podcasting index were the first step in ripping authority away from people. Absolutely. Uh, we're, we, we need like a hundred more steps. Well, it's a it's a big one though. For anyone who doesn't know, the podcast index is an open index of over four million podcasts. And so normally you would have your podcast on Spotify and Apple and they would have their own indexes basically, or they'd all pull from Apple's index. But now this is an open alternative where I mean it's open source. You can download the database or you can copy it and run your own index if you want. So yeah, the decentralized way to store all of these podcasts and not have them behind paywalls and proprietary software. Yeah. And they are doing one thing, right? They're making it very clear. Um, the pod catching applications are the ones who need to pick up on this, not people like, you know, the normal people to them. It should just be a invisible layer that we use and we access when we open up our podcasting app and say search for it. And a lot of them do, and a lot of them are, you know, like even with with uh, podcast addicts, I still use every day. Um, they you can choose between the the Apple Index or the Podcast Index. Right. And speaking of choosing not to, um, this is going to be my first app. Um, because what I'll say is. We not only need to focus on what we need to do, but we also once in a while need to focus on things that we shouldn't do. Um, there's lots of habit trackers out there that their sole purpose seems to be pushing you to do the right things, making sure you do the push-ups, making sure you eat healthy, making sure you go to bed on time, making sure you put the phone down enough hours of the day. Um, kind of thing. How about we try to focus on things not to do is what I'm going to say. And there's an F-Droid app literally called T-O space D-O-N-T, to don't. 
instead of to do. Um, I just found it and I said, it just does the point. It's a very simple, clean interface. I'm going to say this honestly and frankly, some things on F droid look like they were made by a sixth grader. No better than we could do is what you're saying. (laughs) Better. Let me tell you something. Whenever I make something, my coworkers are all like, they just look at me like, you did that, didn't you? I'm like, yep. (laughs) And and then the one person said, why? And then they said, look at it. It looks like a child made it. Like there's no curved edges. There's no gradient colors. It's just hard text. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. So this looks better than the average app is the way that I'm going to put it. Uh, It does have dark mode if you insist on having the dark screen mode. Um, Very easy to stay on top of your progress. Um, it's much faster than grabbing a pen, which I will say that's a controversial statement there in the app. Not as controversial as Herschel Walker saying he never mind, let's not go there. Um, but it's a good way to keep track of bad habits not to do, is what I'm gonna say. Um to don't over on F Droid. Uh because it's F Droid, uh don't really see any ratings. Uh version one dot eight added on uh October tenth does require Android 5.0 and up, so you could literally put this on like a 12-year-old device, and it'll probably work just fine. Um, Under permissions, uh, it says that the only permission that it needs is rocks.poopjournal.todon.dynamicreceiverexposedpermission. Yeah, so it was originally a poop journal that they decided <laughs> midstream to convert to be a to-don't. Oh, midstream, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, and Ivor's still in the chat whining, uh, which is better than him whining on the show, I guess. But he, he says that he said, I bought this app a couple months ago, man. So, uh, it's on F droid, so you can't buy it. And Ivor, it's brought this app. I think there's an R in there, but maybe not in New Zealand. Maybe not New Zealand. Well, I guess that's why it sounded familiar. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I noticed one of the links that, that you sent. Or that you uh, that you had was the uh, gorilla mail, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of interested. I don't know how how far you went with this, but it's basically well, not basically. It says quickly receive anonymous and temporary mails. Uh, does this work? Um, I will say yes, but it comes with a caveat because just like anything else, uh, just saying yes or no is never giving the complete story. Um. The, the main reason I brought this app, I put it in my list, is I couldn't believe we didn't talk about it like five years ago because it's been around a while. Um, Gorilla Mail is a great way to when you're joining something or signing into something or you want a free game of the day or whatever, and it says you got to give an email, you can always try to give it a Gorilla Mail email address. Now, if I'm a guy giving away free apps and free games and I'm, and I'm smart, you know, and I don't speak with a Slavic accent, I would go and say, if you give me a Gorilla Mail email address, it's not a valid email address. I'm not accepting that. You're not going to get my free app that way. Um, so it's one of those things you can always try. Um, if it doesn't work, that just means the the place you're accessing is really like top tier, like you're trying to yeah, finagle okay. something out of Microsoft. It's like a VPN. <laughs> nope, I know you're behind a VPN. Right. And you can select different domains. It isn't like every email you request is going to be gorillamail.net. No, they have definitely have different email um, domains you can pick. So you can always try different ones kind of thing. Um, yeah. Um, the main reason I got this was because my son joined reddit.com slash r slash free game findings. We're like every day there's like 80 postings. Some of it is DLC. Some of it is games. Um, 
And for the game stuff, he wanted to, you know, see, well, this is a VR game. He keeps asking for my email address. Well, how can I get around it, Dad? So I, I gave him this app and I basically said, look, you can go in this app, make a quick, you know, I hate giving my email address at email address kind of thing and see if it works. And he said um, the first day alone, it, like like half of the apps, it worked just fine. And he was able to get the games for free. Nice. Ivor points out that it also says in the description, this mobile app is quite new and not yet ready. So don't expect miracles. I swear this website, the Olympic like this, this website, has been around for a while because you can see it says added on uh, September 27th, 2021. So it's been there for at least a year. Uh, now, to paraphrase John Mad Dog Hall, it hasn't been updated in about a year. Maybe it doesn't need <laughs> Maybe <updated>. it's done. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's done. Um, this is this is for you, Ivor, as well. Uh, under the donate here, it actually has a link to uh, donate Bitcoin under the F-Droid for, for the gorilla. Gorilla Mail. That's the first time I've, well, not that I look at F-Droid very much, but that's cool. I like it. Can't buy yeah, just, it, but you can donate to it. Right. I just like finding little ways of just going around corners and getting away with stuff. Um, so I'm going to bring another real quick one, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the um, add-ons I insist on having in my Firefox, it's called Neat URLs. Okay, this is a quick tangent. The reason I like that app is because that, that little extension add-on has the ability to negate all affiliate link crap. Um, I firmly believe 80% of all the people's affiliate money that's being made is completely accidental, where they clicked on a link, they looked at something, they left, they went back the next day, and they went to just buy something, and that affiliate link is still active, so they accidentally give money i don't want to accidentally give anybody anything not even a disease but i digress um this one is literally called just url checker um you can basically set this like a default browser in android to when you click a link it's going to open up this and then in this app you can say i want to open up this url with and then you have your installed browser listings and it has the ability to um go through the url woof, and check the um, status of it. Um, can it clean the URL parameters? Uh, it can tell you all of the queries that got removed from the URL link. Uh, it, and it can also, if you want to get rid of patterns. Um, so hypothetically, if you know the Amazon affiliate link is always begins with this six letters and then equals, you can say, I want to get rid of it. And then you can basically uh, at the bottom, you can say what browser you want to open it up with. If you have multiple browsers installed, um, I like cleaning my URLs. I will admit it's another step when you're clicking things and a lot of people don't like extra steps. You have a link for um, that door? Um oh, I didn't hit enter in the um YouTube chat, sorry. Um right, right now because it's not um uh you know like uh, <laughs> I want to say you can only get it Oh no, you can get it right now on Google Play or on Android. I didn't think you could get it on both, but um it is available on both. Um, completely free to download. It's one of those things. I find it interesting just to see how many links I click in a day have trackers in it, have references in it, or have affiliate links kind of thing in it. And I like being able to scrub that stuff out of my uh, clicking because quite literally, if you click the link, the page doesn't even have to load yet. And it already took effect. Um, yeah, I showed, yeah. yeah, I like I, I showed my wife how she accidentally gave... Um, oh man, this really unmasculine 
looking doctor guy who's going to be doing a boxing match with MMA legend Anderson Silva here the, the, this weekend. Like Bob, Dr. Bob or Dr. Joe or whatever his name is. And I showed her how he, how when she was clicking things, she was giving him money and not even knowing it because his affiliate link was set in her Chrome browser. Wow. Yeah, you can you can learn a lot from a URL too, which is just up in the the address bar of your browser. You know, I recommend people to if you click on something, look at that long address up top. And I mean, there's a lot of ampersands, which is the and sign, but you know, there's a lot of data held up in that URL. So just a a fun thing to do is if you think you're you're someplace and if you're just there, if you look up, it'll It'll show maybe affiliate links and, and ad campaigns and stuff like that up there. Yeah, it's like the security people try to tell you um, you're never supposed to click a link in email. In reality, you're never supposed to click a link from any place that you are not completely trusted of. Okay, There's no such thing as trusted email because email was invented before SSL even was a thing. So it's not trustworthy. Um, you're always supposed to right-click a link copy it, go to the address bar, paste it, and then look at it. Does it make sense? Um, everything after the initial question mark, you can delete. Because um, in most URLs, half of what's after the question mark, I mean, half of the link is after the question mark. And you can always delete it, um, get rid of it, and everything works just fine. Um, I'm a stickler whenever I'm in like Voxer and people share a link. Sometimes you get like a mile long link because they just literally go straight from the web page, hit share, go straight to Voxer and hit share. I am a stickler. I cannot not do it. I always have to, from any application, hit share, go to Tusky, which is a Mastodon client where it shows me the title and then the URL. Then I can trim the URL, clean it up, hit that, copy that, and then share that out to my uh, friends and sources kind of thing. Um, this, so app, this oh. URL checker will help. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. But like you said, it's it's that whole giving up convenience for uh, for security and how how many people are going to actually does it? Sorry, that I wasn't quite following that app all the way. But does it? You have to literally copy and paste it in there, or can you put this as kind of middleware where it'll filter through here? Right. What you can do is you can say I. Uh, you can either say I don't want to set a default browser. And then every time you click a link in like an email or something, when it goes to launch a full desktop browser, it will then launch the list instead where you can pick this, or you can pick this as your default browser. So if you're an email and you click a link, if you're in the Google Assistant and click a link, um, if you're in another application and you click a hyperlink, it will launch this instead to where you can clean the link up. And then at the very bottom, you can select what browser to launch. Okay, in. nice. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, I'm a fan. Uh, th I'll say this. The normal Android ecosystem, the only downside is sometimes what they do is they launch the web view. Uh, so the web page will still load. It's just in like a light version of the browser. That is also the way that Facebook was able to um, skirt their way around Apple um, EULA rules to where they were not supposed to be doing tracking with people. And they, and they said in their app they weren't tracking. But then when they launched the web view, like here's a quick preview of the web page you're clicking, then they would suck all the information and store it. And they'd say, oh, do you want to launch in Safari? And then they would let all the information go, but they already had everything that they needed. Yeah. I was crying again. Um, he, he claims that he was going to bring this app. So 
He's a little <laughs> bit butthurt that you're stealing all of his apps. Well, then I'll steal another one. Um, well, I, I got one, door. Do you mind if I okay. jump in here? Mm-hmm. Um, so this one isn't necessarily an Android app, but it has it has uh, a progressive web app, or it is a progressive web app. So you can use it basically like a, an app on your phone. It sort of saves it to the, the desk, however that works. Uh, and then, but then there's also a website or a web app through your browser on your computer, which you can sync as well. And it's called CurioCaster. And yeah, you can sync between between your devices, and it has it's polling from the podcast index, and so it has podcast, but it also has music, which is um, would be value for value music. And so this Curocaster is kind of on the cutting edge as far as the podcasting 2.0 goes with the namespace and and implementing all the tags that are available. And so, yeah, people might want to might want to check it out. It's it's also I don't know if you'd consider it beta, but it's definitely a work in progress. And the the guy's named Steve Stephen, who uh, it's his app. He develops it, and he's constantly making changes to it. And so, yeah, it's one of the one of the the most cutting edge podcast players that I have found, anyway. Does it have a variable speed playback? They do. Um, up to only 2.5 on the website. And then I did find another one that was five, which was nice. Mm. Two and a half on the. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that was the other thing I toyed with when I was uh, getting rid of all the apps on my phone to try to get stuff to work correctly. I uh, skimmed like, you know, 20 apps off my phone and then I thought, you know, how many of these apps could I just use as a progressive web app and just be perfectly fine? Um, realistically, most of them. Only a couple of them had what I considered to be truly unique, uh, unique out-of-the-browser type functionality. And it's not notifications. I don't care about notifications. Yeah, this is one of the only ones that does live as well. So like gotcha. the, my other podcast, I'm trying to be able to stream live and this Curiocaster will pick it up and play it live. Gotcha. Um, okay, this one I'm going to bring. Um, the only reason I'm really bringing it is the it, apparently it was a successful app before. Uh, it came to Netflix, which is weird. It came to the Netflix interface in your video screen to where you could play a trivia game. Uh, the trivia game is just called Trivia Crack. Um, and they had normal mode, then they had hard mode, and me and the wife sat there um, they would let you redo the same game again. Um, so if you wanted a hundred percent, it really wasn't difficult kind of thing. Uh, but I was happy to say every time we sat down, our average was eight to nine out of 10 answers we were able to get right. Partially because in the normal Jeopardy fashion of asking a question, they would kind of give you two hints during when they would give you the, um, you know, the, um, uh, answer kind of thing in Jeopardy's sake. Where they would, you know, say, I, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I can't. Uh, but they would insinuate that it's a book, and then they would ask you, what is the title kind of thing. So they would give you like two different ways to try to get the answer. Uh, Trivia Crack um, was a very, I'll say, easy on the eyes, cartoony looking thing on the Netflix that just seemed to work. You know, how you would expect a trivia game to work is what I'll say. Uh, none of the questions were crazy difficult. None of the questions were crazy impossible to know. 
uh, you're not asked to de- to describe quantum mechanics. You know what I mean? Um, but it was, I think, just fun enough to where you could have like two or three people sitting around play the game. Always one person around would know the answer, and you can like laugh at the same time, kind of thing. Um, and it unfortunately does have in-app ads and in-app purchases. But if you're a trivia crack fan, I don't think you really care if it has ads or stuff because you're on crack. The real question is how many of the correct answers came from your wife and how how many came from you? Oh, clearly more from her. <laughs> I got no problem saying that. Um, I Look, she's much smarter than I, except when it comes to picking a spouse, I kind of beat her on that <laughs> one. Um, but yeah. That's why most of the time when, you know, uh, a, a question comes to both of us, I just go like this and just look at her and then wait for her to answer. And then I go, yep, that's it. That's the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, this app is is called Medito. Medito, good Medito, name. Medito, uh, Meditation and Sleep. And it's by Medito for Mindfulness, Meditation, and Sleep. has a average of 4.9 stars with 19,100 reviews. Out of 1 million downloads, E, rated E for everyone. And then it says no data, oh boy, no data shared with third parties. This app may collect these data types, app info and performance. Data is encrypted in transit. I don't know what data they're sending back. Hopefully they're not filming while you're sleeping. Uh, and you can request the data to be deleted. It was updated June 19th, 2022. And yeah. my wife downloaded it. And started listening to it at night, so then I started listening to it as well, since I was right next to her. Um, And at first, I was a bit apprehensive to listen to people talking while I'm trying to go to sleep. And then... Dude, people fall asleep to me all the time. (laughs) And then, it's as far as I can tell, it's on her phone, but you just pick. And I don't... Yeah, I'm terrible at this game. Um... I don't know what else it has on it, but people talking and telling stories in kind of monotone, relaxing voices, and they start to get slower. And apparently I'm passing out pretty quickly, which before was a problem. There's, there's other other reasons why I might be going to sleep faster now, but I feel like this has, has helped me fall asleep within a couple minutes of my head hitting the pillow. Gotcha. Um, yeah, going by the description, at least it says, the only thing it's collecting is app info, like what version of it is, uh, you know, with each different types of Android, each different type of phone, there could be a different, like slightly version of the app and performance. Um, how is the health of the app? How long are you running the app? Um, kind of stats. Hopefully it's just that is what I'll say. Um, well, I'm going to ask you the wildcard question that everyone I've asked who doesn't know are completely off with this question. Um, what is the average time it takes the average person in the first world to fall asleep? Seven minutes. Yeah, exactly seven minutes. Um, which I find like <laughs> insane. Are you kidding me? Only seven minutes? But I know there's more than a couple of nights where I do lay down and I just go right out. Yeah, I know. I I, I don't know how I know that door. Um, it's uh, yeah, it was a shock to me as well. I, I, I used to lay in bed for a half hour, forty five minutes, an hour, and just yeah. sit there going, "What am I even doing here? Why do I not get up?" But I'm too tired to get up. But I Apparently not tired well, enough to go to sleep. I don't know. Well, and you have to remember that's on the average. Like with my oldest, when he was a baby, I would wrap him like a burrito so tight he couldn't get his arms out. He couldn't move. And he would just lay there on his back. And I would put him near the bottom to the base of the TV. And we would turn the TV on and I would go volume up, volume up, volume up, and just turn up a little bit too loud and just leave him there. And now 
quite literally, he's in a car with us and I can see him decide, okay, it's time to go to bed. And he goes, <laughs> and he's out in like five seconds. He starts snoring in five seconds. I'm like, oh, man, I'm so jealous. So the average is seven minutes. So every kid or everybody where it takes only like 20, 30 seconds, you have somebody like us that takes a half an hour. Right. This app may help with that. I was, I was a bit skeptical. I'm always a bit skeptical with these type of apps. Uh, and it would be interesting to remove it from the equation and, and try. But it, it doesn't keep me awake. So I guess that's, right. that's, that's a plus. Well, and this will be the most hardest thing to do the the um, um double blind study against, because you know if you're hearing if you, well, let me rephrase that. You should know if you're hearing voices or not. Some of us do better than others at that. Well, it depends on where they're coming from. That's true. Um, okay, what I'm going to bring next, I don't remember how much this says it's going to cost. So let me see what it says. Um, seventeen ninety nine in Canada, so probably twelve bucks in the states. Well, for some, oh, because somehow, why I should not be logged into this. This should not be right. Come on now. Um, um, what I'm going to say is I paid nothing for it. Uh, right now, $13.99. Uh, this is another reason to follow either reddit.com slash r slash app hunt or reddit.com slash Android app uh, or just me. Um, is app hunt the brother of Mike? I think it is. Yes. Um, G Stomp Producer is the name of the app. It's from planethh.com. 4.7 reviews, 50,000 downloads plus E for everyone. Again, $14 to buy. Uh, updated September 17th, 2022. 4.7 average reviews. Uh, no data is shared. No data is collected. That's all you need to know. Um, this is what they call a audio sequencer, not necessarily an audio editor you're supposed to get all of your different forms of audio into this and it's a digital audio workstation only it has touch controls and it's on android and if you have a really big screen this can be an incredibly useful application if you want to take individual parts of music and coordinate it together to full-blown music and again i got it completely for free this is another reason to also put things on your wish list on Android. It will notify you when prices go down or prices become free. Um, so yeah, I just went, I clicked download when it was free. I, it downloaded it. I wait 10 minutes. I say uninstall. Now it's permanently in my library if I ever need it. So did you use it at all? You just literally deleted it straight away, uninstalled it? Well, yeah, kind of, because I really don't need a music sequencer. I dance like a white person and I sequence music like a white person as well. Um, I also don't need a digital audio workstation. Um, I use Audacity for bass editing. Then I use Q Tractor for audio arrangement is the way I put it. Why don't you use Audacity for that? Uh, because Audacity is a destructive editor. And anytime you make any change, you got to sit there and wait for the progress bar to go across and stop. And I just don't have the patience. I'd much rather do all my arrangement, get it right, hit the button, and then go to the bathroom and then come back and hopefully it's done. Okay. Um, I was going to throw two more apps out there. Uh, the first one I wanted to throw out there, Josh, is really, no, you don't get to throw out apps, Ivor, sorry. Um, I asked him for one, one when you were gone, Dor, just to be fair. Oh. Uh, and that's how quick that, that's how quick the Irish guy is in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> this one is called FDM or free download manager from soft deluxe. Um, one of the features in this download manager, I will say, is it has an automatic like bandwidth prioritization mode where you can go ahead and edit 
you can say moderate mode, slow mode, or full blast mode kind of thing to where if you're on either a limited connection or you're just in, you're in a limited connection, you're in a bandwidth impaired uh, network, or you literally just have to try to like you know, uh, squeeze every bit of your juice out of your uh, device, you can use a free download manager. Now, with that said, I want other people, Josh, if you know any reasons to use a download manager, the only other reason I can see to use a download manager is to just have an independent tracking of all the different things that you want to download. Some download managers will let you hand off the download. Like if you get home and the download is still going, you can hand it off to a standalone version of the, the manager, uh, download manager at your house. Um, but otherwise, I'm not really sure of a reason here in 2022 to use the download manager. To be honest with you, I don't even know what a download manager is uh, before this. And I can't say well, that I, I know now. Right. There used to be the, I think, at least kind of popular Firefox um, and back then Internet Explorer plugin called Down Them All or Download Them All. It was a combination scraper to where you could go to a web page and say, every MP3 on this web page, just go ahead and download. Uh, it also had the ability to say, I want to cache this download. I want to take this download and pause it. And I want to download it later kind of thing. Um, so it seems like it's one of those things hearkening back to a different time. But I want, if I'm wrong, for people to send an email to AAA at pod.com and tell me I'm wrong. Um, forgot to save that G stopper. Let me save that one too. Okay. So the other one I wanted to talk about super quick, Josh, and not really super quick because, you know, this is the kind of thing where I do honestly believe if I had this kind of app when I was younger, it really honestly could have been a benefit. I'm going to say that. Um, it comes with a caveat. This is a in-app purchase only kind of app. You can use it free for seven days. After that, it costs you money. It's called Stammeri Stuttering Therapy from Stammeri Speech Therapy. The in-app purchase is, um, oh man, I want to say $7. We'll see if we can find it along the way. Uh, 4.2 average reviews, 100,000 downloads, installs E for everyone, no ads, updated October 18th, 2022. Uh, no data is shared with third party. This app may collect personal info, financial info, and three other types of info. Uh, data is not encrypted and data cannot be deleted. Um, about this app, I think here's where it will tell me. Version 5.0, Android and up, uh, 99 cents. I want to say it's 99 cents a month. Might be a week. 99 cents um, in-app purchases, and it basically never stops. Um, I do believe part of the reason why they charge a monthly subscription is, is you can periodically reach out to real human stuff and talk to people um, about um, stuff. There also is a daily group video call thing where you can basically sit around with other people who are having issues and figuring out how they're getting over it might help you figure out how you can get over it. And I'm going to, and here's the real reason why I bring this app. Um, this isn't like tuberculosis, you know, stuttering, stammering, speech disfluencies, speech impediments is not like a testable disease, like gonorrhea, dare I say, tuberculosis, COVID. It's nothing like that. It is a condition that can be, completely mental. It can have stem from physical things going on either in your mouth, in your tongue, in your teeth, or in your brain or in your head kind of thing. Or There's lots of different ways that 
speech disfluencies can um, uh, show themselves. Um, they, you know, just because stuff can have the same symptoms showing doesn't mean they all have the same resolution. Um, sometimes it's literally just practicing breathing, practicing taking breaks between breaths, practicing spacing out your words, practicing enunciating certain things ahead of time, practicing pace of speech, not to get too far ahead of yourself kind of speech. Um, so there is no one way solution. Uh, I'll say in like my speech disfluency. The other side tangent is for those who don't know, I'm right now 50 years old before the age of 30. I literally spoke to nobody because I literally couldn't say three words without it taking five minutes for me to get past a block to where I just couldn't get the syllables out or I just kept stuttering and saying the same thing over and over again. And there was like, there was like no getting around it kind of thing. And that was just me. Part of my getting past it was just figuring out, I don't care anymore what people think about me. And then, and because what I didn't realize was when I was younger, I would like drink alcohol. And then when I would cuss people out, man, I wouldn't stutter at all. I sound like I knew what I was doing. And then, it, you know, it, it took me forever to figure out, oh, it's because to me, it was mainly a mental thing of over caring what other people thought about me, all kind of thing. So we all have our own path to figuring out how to get past speech disfluency, speech impediments, and stuttering. Now, I'll also say this. If there is somebody in your life that you know has a speech disfluency, number one, worst thing you can do is try to finish the sentence for them. Let them finish on their terms. Number two, the second most thing, worst thing you can do is as they're stuttering, roll your eyes or start to do something else. No, second worst thing you can do. Be patient. Just sit there, let them finish, and then when they finish, acknowledge what they said and then move forward in the conversation. Every time you do that, they're going to feel a little bit more comfortable speaking with you in the future. And that's what it really should be all about. Number number three, I'll say, if you want to do that person a favor, show them this app. And if you want to, we have the holiday season coming up. Why don't you buy them a year's worth of a service? It's not much money, number one. And number two, if they get any benefit out of it, trust me. To them, it's going to be well worth any money, and it literally could turn out to be the best gift you give somebody. So, did you did you use this app, Dor? Uh, well, it only had seven days worth of service, so I just used it for a couple of days. And honestly, I like the fact that um, it had you read things, and then it would try to evaluate your vocal tendencies. Um, the daily video group calls it. It wasn't many. You could tell if the app was as popular as it could be, each video thing would have had, like, I think it was eight or nine people in a call. Uh, when I was in two of them, there was only like four or five people. Um, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't there just, you know, to like learn from them kind of thing. I wanted them to feel comfortable kind of thing. Um, but also I like the fact that this gave you objectives. And I remember when I was taking speech therapy, my speech therapist always tried to give me little simple objectives. Just, you know, when the next time you go out to eat, you know, uh, make sure you say what drink you want. Or next time you guys go, you know, uh, to the grocery store, you know, make sure to ask somebody, even if you know, ask somebody, where's your bubblicious gum or whatever, just as, you know, getting more used to things. Um, so I'm not saying I blindly support this app, but I blindly support apps that help people to get better. Whether it's a meditation app or going to sleep app or a help with speech therapies app. 
Yeah, no, it's it's got a great name too. Yeah, Samurai. Of course, mm-hmm. Ivor's making fun of people in the in the chat. I was gonna say I'm gonna guess maybe Ivor brought this app three weeks ago and I just didn't remember. <laughs> uh, he said that people do that to him all the time. I think he was referring to finishing his sentences, and he doesn't even have a stammer. Mm. He also said it might be a good app for me because they keep saying Bitcoin over and over again. So, gotcha. I mean, I, I'm just reading those so that everyone can be thankful that he's not on the show spewing this stuff verbally. Right. Um, let me see one thing, Josh. Swift brought, brought something which mm. can't tell if it's an app or not, but it, it's called Open Audible. Mm. Uh, openaudible.org. And it says it's a, cl- uh, a cross-platform audiobook manager, manager designer for Audible users. Manage all your audiobooks with easy-to-use desktop application. And to what it looks like to me is that it's, um, yeah, just a, a fancy player for Audible books. I mean, unless I'm missing something here, it's just a, a better-designed audiobook hmm. player. And then it, but then you can purchase it for $27. Don't know. Um, one year. I don't know. I don't think so, Swift. I've, ne- I've never seen it, and there's no chance that. Well, then my question is, Is do, does Calibre not have audiobook features? Because I know that's the, like the, in air quote, the ultimate ebook tool. Yeah, and or is it just, is there some sort of, uh, uh, what's that called? The the code, the coding, the DRM for yeah. Audible? Yeah, I'm going to guess Calibre is just word text-based audiobook. No, I don't think so. I think they do GPUBs or the... Oh, yeah. But I will say more more choices are good. It is. Uh, I just I don't really understand the, the open audible thing here. It's it's twenty seven dollars a year, right? It's good, but I don't. I never listen to audiobooks anyway, let alone from audible dot com so or audible whatever oh. it is. I'll, you know, maybe pirate audible dot com. And to, gotcha. to uh, address the elephant in the room. The the chat room is also discussing your mustache. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I like it. So I that's did all trim that matters. It. it. I did trim it because the wife kept saying I look like a bad porn actor, <laughs> as opposed to a good one, I guess. I <laughs> huh? I never thought about that. Gotcha. Um, I can't remember if this was the right one or not. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna talk for three seconds while I scroll, scroll, roll, roll, roll in the hay, roll. Uh, I'm going to look at one more link. See, and we're going to say, no, not that one. We're going to say, uh, okay. The last one I'm going to bring up, um, you were talking about reading, you know, audiobooks kind of thing, books, audiobooks kind of thing. I, okay, long and the short of it, I just went and had to go see a neurologist. Uh, one of the things he said was he definitely encouraged me to read books before I go to sleep. Um, to which I then promptly told him, Doc, if I read anything more than 10 words, I start getting mad because by the 10th word, I have no idea what the first word was anymore. Um, so that's not happening. Um, so while trying to read is what I'm going to say, um, I stumbled across this app. And I will say, if you are a Substack patron, then you already know about this. But if you're looking for other ways of getting text, full text stuff, that is not completely inundated with ads. That's the caveat. Then you need a Substack account. You need to start giving people pennies and dollars here and there for Substack content. Um, 
I will say there's more than a couple people I know of that have been at least moderately successful making Substack type type content. Um, it is from a Substack uh, Inc. 4.5 average reviews, 10,000 downloads, E for everyone, completely free, no in-app ads, no no uh, in-app ads or in-app purchases. Updated October 24th, 2022. Um, no data shared with third parties. This app may collect some personal info, app activity, and app info and performance. Data is encrypted in transit. You can request data to be collected. Um, the best way I think I could sub- describe Substack, um, it's like subscribing via money to people's blogs, is the way I'll put it. But most of the people's blogs are much higher quality. Uh, there's many, many people, journalists, writers who quit their companies and they decided to do substacks on their own kind of thing. Some of them are being very successful, monetarily speaking. Some of them are being very successful content-wise. Um, there's more than a couple of people I know on Substack that one, like, you know, 30 days after they post something, they then post it publicly for free kind of thing. So it's a, it's a way you can evaluate some people's content before deciding to go all in and give them, you know, your, your hard-earned cash. Is it a subscription or do you pay for the entire site and then read whatever you want to, or how does that work? I don't think there's a site wide thing. I think there is a main hub and the main hub you can see from free content from people. And then if you describe, you want their full content, then you have to subscribe to them. And it's all based upon how much they charge. So just like podcasting is what I'll say. The most successful people in podcasting were people who already had fame outside of podcasting. The most successful people in Substack are people that already had fame outside of Substack. So, yeah, that's going to be the last of my apps. Oh, I think Eric joined the chat as well, and he said he listened to an audiobook once. It was eight hours of someone breathing, pages turning, and at the end, some guy said, what? Oh, you mean out loud? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just say I did listen to one audiobook. I'm not going to say what it was, but it was a pleasant thing to hear the author read the book because the author knew what to emphasize. The author knew like when to pause kind of thing. So it was actually kind of an interesting thing, but I don't listen. I don't watch any movies or TV because 99% of that stuff is completely fictitious and fantasy. Um, like doctors can't watch doctor shows because they're so inaccurate. I can't watch anything involving a computer because it's so inaccurate. Um, I don't listen to any podcasts that are fantasy based. I listen to only news, factual based or personal experience based kind of stuff. Um, so that's why I thought Substack might have been something for me, but I couldn't have tried. Was that one audiobook you listened to? Was it was it Fifty Shades of Grey? It's just us, Dora. You can tell me. Is it real or fantasy? What's that? Fifty Shades of Grey, because I don't listen to no fantasy. Oh, I don't know exactly. I think it's hot and steamy, Dora. I, I think it's the kind of steamy I pass. Steamy like this show? Like a turd. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's uh, Android App Addicts polishing turds. Mm-hmm. Man. Uh, do you have anything else you want to empty, or should I go through the, the list um, here? No, I mean, there's a, look, realistically, Josh, I have another 25 links, uh, including, I'm just going to throw out this one that I forgot to bring months ago, uh, mainly because the split second I discovered it, somebody else kindly uh, discovered it for me also. And I want to say Discord. And it's just a simple app called Merlin. 
if you're bored one day, put it on your phone, walk through a park, walk through your backyard, walk out your front door, hit the button. It will hear the bird and it will tell you what kind of bird it is just in case you wanted to know what to shoot at. I'm just saying. The wife gets really mad when I try to hit squirrels with the car. <laughs> Merlin bird ID. Yeah. But I don't like no squirrels, man. Those things eat their young. They eat, they're like cannibals. They eat other squirrel babies. So it's my job to take them out. I just can't hit them. They're too fast. Yeah, they're small too. It's hard with a car. You need a, a twenty-two or a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, I just thought this was a cool idea. I showed it to my nephew because he was like, every morning I wake up and this thing is so loud. What is it? So I gave him, I showed him the app. He unfortunately has a fascist dictatorship iPhone, but he was able to get the app loaded on it. And then he says, oh, I know what it is now. So he literally said he went out back with uh rocks and was like throwing rocks at it, the bird to get it to go away. Sounds like a family of animal lovers. Well, they live in the middle of nowhere and he made it very clear. I don't like living in the middle of nowhere. This sucks. I can't even walk down the street cause you won't let me cause it's like a, you know, nothing on the road, no sidewalk, no nothing. No, but, um, I did find out I, I can bribe them with chicken wings. Nice. I, I, I gave him some chicken wings two weeks ago and he says, I've never had chicken wings this good in my life. Like, yeah, I know that, that, that's the way I, I make stuff. He says, can you make more? I said, can you do some housework? <laughs> Sweet. And yeah, he did. Man, I'm, uh, I've mentioned it many times, but the uh, chat room is on fire tonight. So anybody that's available to come out when we actually do this thing, quite entertaining. Half of it I can't even read. And it's not because it's funny or, or crude. It's just because I can't read. I understand. All right, Dora, I'm going to. I'm going to go over this list here. So the topics of discussion for this show in order of appearance was a discussion about the RISC-V being supported by the Android open source project and the, the ARC browser, two don'ts, the reverse to-do list. I like how we're getting more, more F-Droid apps. Uh, Gorilla Mail, quickly receive anonymous and temporary mails. URL checker by triangulo, triangulo Y. We're going with that. Hmm. Curiocaster by Stephen Bell. Trivia Crack 2, double the crack of the first version from Eater Max. Medito Meditation and Sleep by Medito for Mindfulness Meditation and Sleep. G Stomper Producer by PlanetH.com. Too expensive. Put it on your list. Try to get it for free. Free Download Manager, FDM by Soft Deluxe Inc. Stammerai, Stuttering Therapy by Stammerai Speech Therapy. Substack Reader by Substack Inc. And the one that I just downloaded, Merlin Bird ID by Cornell Lab. And that's the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Mm. Didn't realize it was put out by an actual like educational institution. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's Ivy League right there for you, Dora. Yeah, I'm on. Very cool. Um, yeah, again, I will say I literally had, if I count, 24 other apps that technically could have been brought. Now, the goal is we only bring the best of the apps. So some of them weren't worth bringing. I'll say that. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Um, so do you have any uh, parting words for people there, Josh? No. Well, I say no, but then I'm going to, you know, it's a good way to start a, a sentence. No, but I'm going to say this anyway. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We do appreciate it. It's nice to have the feedback, except for Ivor in the in the chat. 
just any sort of any sort of connection from the listening audience is is much appreciated. I mean, it's great to talk to to Dor and Ivor on a semi regular basis, but it's also nice to know that you're not just farting against thunder or you know whispering into the breeze. And there's actually somebody listening to to the content. I mean, we'd still do it even if there weren't anybody. But with that, just reach out if you can. I mean, that's a, a good return for us is getting getting feedback, getting emails, voicemails at one seven zero six Podnut. Yeah, nail it, door or what? nice and uh yeah emails join the chat discord uh fox or whatever we're basically we're desperate for friends and if you want to be one we're open for invites well and like um it is a uh non like judging atmosphere is what i'll say uh you know not like facebook where every time you say something you get like half a dozen people diving on you calling you an idiot yeah, you know, no, we, it's just a, we just have like one or two people calling us idiots. Yeah, and, and it's that's just us. and it's us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we're all in the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say thanks for everyone's support for uh, helping us keep things going, kind of thing. I want to thank everyone who has stuck through any amount of downtime to continue to be a Patreon supporter. Um, long and the short of it, I'll just say it like this: thanks to the people who supported me on Patreon, even when I couldn't do shows, I had the ability to support a good friend who was going through incredibly tough times, um, who basically was separated from his family. Um, his other half left and left him with all the kids, basically said, I don't want any of the kids. You keep all the kids. Uh, left him with nothing to get his life you know, started with. Uh, but thanks to you guys with Patreon, I was able to every month ship him at least some money uh, and keep him afloat to the point to where now... Um, things are starting to like shape up for him. Um, so dare I say, like I've tried to say even from episode number one, uh, just support those who support you. Um, you always come out happier for it in the end. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, I want to thank everyone for coming out, hanging in the chat, especially Mr. Jim Dennis. Uh, very good to see you, sir. Something tells me I need to get up to the Northwest area and buy you a beer. I'm just saying, um, Josh, thank you for hanging out. Hope you had a good night. Absolutely, man. And, uh, I'm going to, Pitch my other podcast if that's all right, Dor. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's, it's called Podcasting for Value, and it makes even less sense than this one probably. But that's Podcasting the Number Four Value, and it should be available on any of your podcasting apps. Make sure you smash the like button and no, 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 Dor. I'm done. Wrong platform. If you ever thought about being a creator, you should always get as much knowledge beforehand before you start to create. And I think that podcast is a very good start. Oh yeah, thank you. I, I didn't. The point of the show is to not do any of that you just said, though, and don't gather any information and just start. Well, no, 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 no. You're doing it for them. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, if I'm relieving the the burden or the stress for all this stuff, then then I'm glad because if hopefully it'll help somebody because it is a lot of head bashing against a wall trying to get get poorly documented apps and just things that are above my pay grade to work together. I understand. Um, with that, I'll thank everyone again, and we will hopefully talk to everyone again real soon. Hi, this is Matt from the MRP Tech Podcast. I would like to invite you all to take a listen to my show, the MRP Tech Podcast, on the Podnuts Network. The theme for my show is Everyday Tech for Everyday People. We talk about Windows, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, Chrome OS, and anything else technology-related. You can find us on iTunes, and you can find us by searching in any 
podcatcher. We hope you take a listen and let us know what you think. Music provided by Steve Cherubino at stevecherubino.com.